everyone. Welcome to another special edition of the Luton Town Supporters Trust. I'm Kev. Once again, I'm on my own with James and Tony not with me, but I do have a very special guest, uh, the town's new striking sensation, Elijah Adebayo. Elijah, thanks for giving up some of your time on a really nice afternoon. I'm very happy to be here. It's a lovely day and what better way to spend it than speaking to you guys. Absolutely. And not only is it a lovely day, but you're sat in the trophy room right now. So I, I can actually see some great memorabilia behind you. So this hopefully be fantastic chat. Before we get going, obviously, there's an awful lot of um, social media stuff around your name and everything. Just give us your your full name as you have it. Uh, Elijah Oluwafarami Adebayo. Those are my three main names. The other names I don't rarely ever use. My mom doesn't really use those names, but they are there. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. That probably helps out an awful lot with anyone that, um, getting the name on your shirt, your <laughs> name on their shirt even, at the club shop. So uh, probably does the club out with a few quid, but um, it would certainly help us on the terraces when it comes to singing your name. That's one thing for sure, because the way you've started off at the club, uh, you'll definitely have a song when fans are back. It was about, it was five weeks yesterday, wasn't it, that you joined the club? Yeah. How have you settled in? How's everything going? How are you enjoying it? Uh, feels like I've been here almost six months already. The boys and everyone at the club's been very welcoming. Um, brought me in, settled me nice, nicely into the club. Um, spoken to Chris Cohen, uh, Mick Halford and the gaffer and then uh, some of the boys are just trying to basically implement what what I can bring to the team, how I can impact the team on results and learning how I like to play and me getting used to other players. But everyone's been everyone's been great telling me, giving me little pointers on um, how I can help the team, how I can help other people in individual performances. So it's been it's been very good five weeks and I'm looking forward to what the rest of the season holds for us. Yeah, as you can tell from behind you, you've come to the right club, one that wins trophies as opposed to mm-hmm. some uh, local ones that, that don't. Uh, transfer deadline day, how was it for you? Obviously, for us, we were um, wiping out our phone batteries, pressing refresh on Twitter and everything else because we knew that there was rumours of a signing coming along, but didn't get announced until the end. Some of those sort of rumour sites that are more reliable than others suggested that it was between us and Huddersfield to get your signature, which was kind of interesting at the time because the following Saturday we played Huddersfield is that how it was or was you always coming in I mean it was it was a case of deadline day being deadline day really I was obviously told earlier on in the day that um, Huddersfield had initially come in with a bid which uh, was rejected by the club um, Warsaw um, and I didn't really ask any questions on what the reason behind that was um, kind of just got I trained that day so I kind of got on with my day and then spoke to my agent afterwards and he just said listen this is what the club are asking for and um, Huddersfield hadn't met that requirement so uh, as far as I know it was just it wasn't nothing to do with in terms of me actually picking um, it was kind of just the club to club. I kind of just got on with my day. It was kind of set on staying at Warsaw to the end of the season, really. Um, and then, uh, obviously, I heard that Huddersfield had come back again when I got home. And then before I'd got home, 
my agent rang me and said, obviously, Luton are on the other end as well. So then it did become a kind of a choice. Um, so, I mean, I think Luton was definitely prime location for me to going towards the end of deadline day anyway, because I'm a London-born boy. Um, and I uh, spoke to the gaffer and the gaffer was talking to me about uh, buying into what he what he was trying to build at the club. Um, and it was definitely um, something that enticed me to come here, definitely. Um, and then it was just about literally getting it all through, getting it all done um, in time for 11 o'clock because I can't believe it was, it was a whirlwind afterwards because I had to rush and drive and pack and... But yeah, like I said, I'm I'm happy to be here. Um, I come from a group of boys down at Warsaw that were fantastic, and it's exactly the same here. Um, everyone gets along with each other. It's a good bunch of lads and good backroom staff. Uh, loads of loads of them to help me through any little thing that I need to help me be a better version of myself, and couldn't have picked a better place to come to. Yeah, I'll come on to um, yourself in a moment but it all started for you at Fulham I believe under well one of your coaches in the academy at Fulham I believe was a former Luton player Mark Pembridge is that right? Oh uh, yes Pems yeah good my my research hasn't gone to uh, to waste it wasn't wrong then so uh, that, that's good uh, how was um, Pembridge as a as a coach obviously um, as Luton fans we really sort of keep an eye out on anyone who's represented the club with distinction in the past and you know uh, keep an eye on their career and things so it's good to see that he's doing um, good things in the in the coaching world. How did you find him as a coach? Uh, he was a demanding coach, but he was a very good coach. I still remember some of the things that he's taught me till this day. Um, funnily enough, I was a centre-back when I played under Mark Pembridge. <laughs> so, um, I mean, he had a lot of faith in me. I mean, I... I played for him. He was the under 16s coach and I played with him uh, when I was at when I was the age of 14, 15. So I was playing obviously two age groups up. So I had a lot of um, faith and belief in me. And he he coached me went really well for two years. Um, basically made me do the basics well and said you've got obviously the physical size and strength. You've just got to be able to be technically uh, very good if you want to play at the highest level. And he was very frank. Uh, with me and with other boys as well so it was it was he'd obviously played at a very good level um and played a game for his country so he knew what he was talking about and it was just again about listening and taking on board what he was saying um but yeah I don't think Pems would have um he would never thought I'd be turned into a striker really I mean I used to just go up and train and sometimes just stay up there, but I don't think he would have thought this would be... I think I was destined to play centre-back, to be honest. How did that transition happen then? How have you gone from a defender to a striker? Who was the sort of person that made that change? Um, it was uh, between Steve Wigley and Peter Grant, who um, had me as a centre-back, but as an emergency striker. I mean, in training, I would just dribble or just wander up there and then end up scoring goals. Um, and then I remember we played a game and I was playing centre-back and then they put me on, put me up front for the last 10, 10 minutes and I think I scored. So it was just like, 
it was just literally me just doing it unintentionally, but just going up the other end and just trying to score as many goals as I could rather than getting back and defending for the team. And then when I went into the under-23s team, we they just called me in before the season started and said, listen, um, we're going to change your position. We're going to transition you to a striker because that's where I was. Well, that's where I played when I was from 9s to 13s. So um, if it was something I wanted to do and they knew I had the capabilities of doing it, then it was down to me and I... I mean, I, I love scoring goals, I'll be honest. Um, defending wasn't really for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then I'm in my first season. I It was kind of just getting used to being back in those sort of positions as a striker. And then the second season, it was just, I think I scored 14 goals before uh, December. So I think after that first year, I definitely found, yeah, okay, cool, I'm back to where I was. And obviously, I'm still learning now, still learning now. I'm still picking up new things, still, uh, like, when I got, when I came here, Mick is telling me about new positions that I should pick up in and around the penalty area. So I'm still learning uh, things to add to my game. But uh, it's, I would say it's nice to be back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've only been watching you sort of uh, on iFollow uh, whilst fans aren't allowed in the games. And... I have to admit, I've taken aback that you've told me that you was a centre-back because you've got a fantastic touch. Obviously, your movement's fantastic. You just none, Nothing that I've seen from you so far has sort of suggested that you're one of those old-school centre-back types. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank God someone converted you into a striker. That was uh, yeah. that, that was a good thing. Uh, you've played six games for um, Luton now. Three starts, three off the bench. you already got a couple of goals. So you've already shown your sort of goal-scoring instinct. Got an assist as well for Tunney in that game against Sheffield Wednesday that I'm going to come on to in a minute. Maybe um, could have had another one at Nottingham Forest when Jordan uh, just shot wide. How, how would you reflect on your sort of first six games at the club? Um, I think the the games I came on as a sub, um, I know it was with the scoreline obviously plays a different part to it, but it was, especially those first initial games for me, it was about getting a feel of uh, what the championship was obviously going to be like. Um as be- as best as I can coming on as a sub. Um, but I think the games that I started is where I really learned about what the championship is like in terms of level, um, in terms of opposition playing and um, the intensity of, of the championship. Um, coming obviously from lower league down is, is um, definitely different, definitely more intense. But um, I, I wouldn't say I was fearful at all. I just wanted to... Um, play my game sort of because I like I know what I can do in terms of when I have the, when I have the football and what other teams won't want me to do in terms of stretching and obviously you look at me and you think I'm a bold and day centre forward in terms of obviously big striker target man but I've always said from when I was even when I was coming through I, I want to be able to beat opposition defenders in different different ways. So I think for me, it's, it's still about learning and, and as obviously we get towards the end of the season, it's about picking up as much experience as I can, learning who I'm playing with, uh, what players I'm playing with, what players I'm playing against, doing my homework on what players I'm playing against. And then I'm guessing as time goes on, that experience will help me in the, in the long run because I get used to the, the pace and the 
the intensity and then obviously out of the quality that I've got will hopefully come out for uh, people to see. I mean, if there's more to come, that's fantastic because what you've shown so far has been uh, has been brilliant. You scored a goal on your full debut, but it's the Sheffield Wednesday game that I want to focus on more because, I mean, you hear it said all the time, don't you, about football is a game of two halves and this and that, and that one was the sort of typical part of it. I mean, let's focus on the second half more than the first half. Let's forget about the bad things. We're still in lockdown. We don't want to talk about the bad things. Um that, that second half, you had a partner up alongside you in Harry Cornick and you two sort of ran riot in that in that second half. Does having someone up there alongside you sort of allow you more freedom to to move into in, into the positions where you could be more dangerous? Um, yes and no. I mean, I played in a one uh, for majority of my career, I would say. Um, but having someone like uh, Cornick is up there is... Is good for me because I know if I flick it on, I know there's always going to be someone running onto, running onto the flicks. Whereas if I play in, in in a one by myself, sometimes I feel like I can roam and people don't necessarily have to pick me up because I'm I can go wide, I can go I can go down down the middle, I can come and drop deep. So it doesn't. I wouldn't say there's really much of a difference with playing in a one and a two, but I mean, um, I will play. Either as long as I'm playing, let's let's put it that way. Um, I don't mind playing with a partner or playing on my own. It doesn't really bother me, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I know what Corns is good at. Train, even only just training with him two or three weeks at the time. Um, I knew what he was good at and he knows the strengths that I possess. So it was just about putting that into practice um, on, the, on, on the match day and Hope I'm thankful that we did. Um, I mean, first half, like you see, obviously don't want to touch on it, but like it could have been, could have been easy for me to just come off uh, the game because obviously I'm still relatively new, um, and obviously want to thank the gaffer for showing his faith in me, keeping me on the football pitch because um, at the end of the game, it's 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 a totally different story, and happy that I could have contributed with both goals. Um, but but the last one definitely means a lot to me as well because those were those are what strikers are judged on. Yeah, the only thing that was missing from that sort of winning goal was a packed Kenilworth in behind um, behind that goal because he would have gone absolutely mad when you scored <laughs> that winner and obviously right in front of them as well. It'd been it'd been fantastic. Both your goals have been from crosses at the back post. Is that something that is by design or? It just so happened to work that way. Do you actually sort of target the back post where, you know, defenders, fullbacks in particular, are likely to be smaller than the centre-halves? Can't, can't give away too much, but... <laughs> yes, I uh, don't know who's listening, but, um, yeah, I would I would say it's something that we have been working on, um, especially with me. Um, and I'm always... I don't want to say always, but I am always lurking in and around the back post because that's where that's where the goals sometimes is where you don't expect them to be but they are but I won't give away too much no that's absolutely fine like you say we don't want to give away any trade secrets and uh, and stop you scoring but um I'm sure you'll score at the front post at some point as well it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it absolutely yeah it, it will definitely happen um 
Let's come on to uh, the games ahead. Uh, obviously, we've just played Norwich, really tough side, going to be in the Premier League next season. Um, and we're up against another one who may well be um, joining them in Swansea. We've had some close games with Swansea since we come back into the Championship. They beat us 1-0 here last season. We beat them 1-0 there last season. And this season, we lost 2-0 to them when they scored very, very late on. So that was nearly 1-0. So we're, I think most people are expecting a tough game. Um how do you, how do you guys see it? How are you preparing for it? Um, like any other game, it's a it's a it's a challenge. It's a different challenge. It's a different project. Um, we know that we have to definitely be at it because teams are very very good. Teams will punish you in the, in the championship. So it's just about us implementing what we've got our game plan to them and seeing how they deal with it. Um, we're not going to come off what we what we normally do. We're going to uh, press, be at it, uh, be in their faces, and it's it's just another it's another game that we look forward to. Like in every game, we look forward to playing and showing people why we're in the championship because we are a good side and we we do things our way. So it's it's just about doing what we've been practicing on the training field and putting it out there on Saturday and the gaffer's got us working he knows what he's given us solutions on how we are going to attack Swansea and how we're going to put them under pressure and how when we do get our chance to take it so um, it's it's good thing is that we've got we haven't got obviously a midweek fixture we've got a whole week to prepare for this game Um, so everyone's going to be out there everyone wants to be fighting for the positions to play because everyone wants to be in that in that team come 12, 12.30, I think it is, it is Saturday. 12.15, yeah, absolutely. Um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully all your good work gets you um, in the starting lineup, back in the starting lineup for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the remainder of the season then, Elijah, I'm just, um, I'm thinking sort of yourself personally and the team. If we we'll, if we'll start with the team first, what can the team achieve uh, over the remainder of the season, a rough, roughly a quarter of the season left to go, isn't there? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we're we're well away from the relegation zone, which I know is not mentioned uh, um, in your dressing room, and we're in touching distance. With, if we can put a little bit of a run together of the sort of top six or so, is that the aim? Just to try and get that run going. I mean, yeah, I think the the boys want to finish as as high as possible. Um, we want to try and get as many wins as we can from now until the end of the season. Um, there obviously there isn't. I wouldn't say there's much discussion going on. I think that the main thing is just to win as many games to the end of the season and see where we are. I mean, if we can put if we can put a lot of wins together and get on an amazing run and manage to sneak into there. Then we manage to sneak into there and it'll be it'll be good. But I think the boys is just the boys are just about and even the gaffers just win as many games as we can. Uh, be competitive in as many games as we can and just try and get as many points as we can. Yeah, you're, you often see a side, don't you, come from nowhere to um, sneak into the playoffs. I guess Barnsley are sort of doing that at the minute. So hopefully yeah. Yeah, we can put those wins together and kind of get as close as we can. Um, yourself, personally, have you got any targets for the remainder of the season? Don't tell me them if indeed you don't want to, but if, do you have them in your head? How many goals you'd like to score, that sort of thing? I'd, like I said it from... At the beginning of the season, I didn't really have a target in mind. 
in, in my head. Didn't really ever target. My thing is always score as many as you can, see where you are. Score as many. You, if you, you, put, you put a number on it and then you, you, some people might say I'm near that number and then they might come off it a little bit thinking of how many games they've got to go. Just score as many. For me, it's try and be involved in as many goals as possible from now to the end of the season and make sure that my performances are always, always good for the team. Work hard, work hard and try and be involved in as many goals as possible. That's, that's what I say to myself. I think next season, next season will be a, a little bit different for me. Uh, I think I would try and put a, a, uh, say a number there for the first time, but I mean, it's probably still be the same thing. It'd be score as many goals as possible. Score as many and being involved as many sounds like a perfect combination uh, to me. So I wish you the best of luck with that. Um, before I let you go, if I can just touch on a couple of your teammates who are in sparkling form at the moment, I just want to get your views on them. Cal Naismith being one of them. He, we saw him to start off with um, just prior to your arrival. He played sort of on the left wing, left back, left wing back kind of area. But um, since Sonny's been injured, he's gone in at centre half. He's kind of it's kind of gone the opposite way to you, hasn't he? He's gone from a forward part to uh, centre half, yeah. but he's played he's played that role brilliantly. Yeah, Cow is a brilliant professional. Um, he is likes to have a laugh and a joke off the pitch, which is always always good. But he's on the pitch. He's, you can tell he's a he's a leader. He um, talks even always talking to me throughout the game when I'm up, I'm up the other end from him from on the pitch. But I mean, it's good to have someone. As versatile as him, he can play anywhere in, in that back line, even on on the left left midfield, he can play there. So he's he's been very very a good addition, and um, he's not only not only does he talk, but he's also pressing. He's also getting up to people. He's also putting in tackles, heading the ball. So he's a very he's a, an aggressive character, which you need to be. I think when you play centre half. Need to be aggressive. He's aggressive in his in his tackling. He's talking. He's always making sure people are in the right areas, and it's it's good to have. Um, I mean, uh, got a very very nice left foot as well. So it's it's a wonderful addition to have in the team. He's been very good. And of course, it was his goal that started that recovery against um, Sheffield Wednesday as well. The score of the second goal that day is the other one I want to get your uh, opinion on. Obviously, he made your cross look fantastic in that um, Sheffield Wednesday game. Ryan Tunnicliffe and then scored the winner against Nottingham Forest. He's been a bit in and out in his time at the club, but he seems to be in red-hot form right now. Uh, yeah, obviously, I, when I came, Tunny um, wasn't, hadn't been, I don't think he had been playing um, when I arrived. Um, and then we both played against Millwall. Um and it was a very, very positive performance. And he's obviously carried on that that form in the last couple of games. Um, he was kind of copying me because he saw that I scored two goals in two games. So he thought he'd <laughs> play, which is fair enough to him. But um, yeah, no, Tony's, Tony's a hard-working player. Um, I think he probably goes under the radar in terms of how much he does off the ball. Um, always pressing, always making he's a box to box midfielder you see him you see if you look at his goal it was he was on the edge of the box when our box when the ball broke and he's tapping it in at the other end so he's got loads of energy 
um, very good with the ball at his feet, um, and he just doesn't give players the time and space to um, to be able to find a pass. Or so he's got loads of energy, um, which is very good for the team because we we are a very high energy team in terms of pressing and stuff. So it's always good to have Tony in there, and he's getting his rewards now with with the goals as well. So I'm pleased for Tony. Yeah, long may that continue. Um, Cow's in great form. Tony's in great form. You seem to be in brilliant form. Um, if, if there's one thing that Luton fans love, and I'm sure Mick's told you this, it's a hard-working striker who gets in the box and uh, delivers goals. And you've you've hit the ground running in that regard. So uh, thank you for your start to the season. We're look, really looking forward to seeing how your career progresses at Kenworth Road. As I said at the start, thanks for giving up some of your time this afternoon. Um, fantastic. And... Um, all the best for the rest of the season. Hope, you, hope you're involved in a lot of goals between now and the end of the season. And when fans are back next season, we look forward to cheering your name. Thank you. I look forward to having you back um, at the stadium because obviously I have not experienced a full packed Kenilworth Road. So I'm definitely looking forward to that um, and hope to see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you for having Thank, me. Thanks a lot, Elijah.